0: I'm Josh Escobedo with Weintraub Tobin.
1: And I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. Veteran investigative reporter Bob Woodward conducted multiple audio interviews of former President Donald Trump for Woodward's book, Rage. Woodward later released these recordings as a separate audiobook. Trump claims that Woodward did not have his permission to release these audio tapes as a separate audiobook, and Trump sued Woodward and his publisher for among other claims, copyright infringement. Does Trump have a claim or is his copyright claim trumped up? We're going to talk about this on this installment of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. These are the facts according to Trump's complaint against Woodward and his publisher, Simon and Schuster. Woodward sought and obtained from president Trump, his consent to be recorded for a series of interviews and Trump during these interviews repeatedly informed Woodward that such interviews were for the sole purpose of a book. Woodward interviewed Trump, both in person and over the phone on numerous occasions during 2019 and 2020. The audiobook, The Trump Tapes, is comprised of 20 audio interviews, one with Trump during his presidential campaign in 2016, and the remaining 19 from the interviews conducted during Trump's term as president. In Trump's complaint, he states that during the interviews, Trump repeatedly stated to Woodward, in the presence of others, that he was agreeing to be recorded for the sole purpose of Woodward being able to write a single book.
0: The complaint notes a December 30, 2019 interview, which, according to Trump, exemplifies that the rights granted were limited. Woodward stated, on the record for the book, unless you, Trump responded, for the book only, right? Only for the book. Woodward responded, the book only, yeah, I'm not, Trump responded, for the book only, right? So there's no, Hogan Gidley, the former White House Deputy Press Secretary, then says, right. So there's no stories coming out. Okay. Trump contends that Woodward did not request to expand the scope of the release or furnish a release to use the interview sound recordings for an audio book or any other derivative work, as is customary in the book publishing and recording industries. Trump alleges that he told Woodward numerous times that the interviews were to be used by Woodward and Woodward only, for the sole purpose of accurately quoting President Trump for his forthcoming book, Rage, and not for any other purpose, including providing marketing or selling the interviews to the public, press, or media in any way, shape, or form.
1: So best practices would have been for Woodward to get a written release from Trump, assigning over any rights Trump may have had in the interview. According to the complaint, that didn't happen. And according to a press release by Woodward, responding to the complaint, that seems to be the case, that Woodward did not get a written release from Trump.
0: Based on this, Trump claims that he owns the copyright in the entire sound recording, or at least Trump's responses to the interview questions. But the failure of Woodward to obtain a written release doesn't mean that Trump owns the copyright in the recording.
1: That's right, Josh. The audiobook may likely be considered a joint work. According to the Copyright Office Compendium, the Copyright Act defines a joint work as a work prepared by two or more authors with the intention that their contributions be merged into inseparable or independent parts of a unitary whole. A work of authorship is considered a joint work if the authors collaborated with each other or if each of the authors prepared his or her contribution with the knowledge and the intent that those works be merged with the contributions of the uh, of each author as inseparable or independent parts of a unitary whole,
0: the key requirement is the intention at the time the writing is done that the parts be absorbed or combined into an integrated unit. If the audiobook is a joint work, then Trump would own an interest in the audiobook. According to the copyright compendium, the authors of a joint work jointly own the copyright in each other's contribution. Uh, In other words, all the authors are treated generally as tenants in common, with each co-owner having an independent right to use or license the use of a work, subject to the duty of accounting to the other co-owners for profit
1: that's right josh and if the audiobook was considered to be a joint work trump would not have a copyright infringement claim against woodward but he might have a uh, a an accounting claim against woodward or a contribution claim against woodward now Interestingly, there is precedent that an interviewee does not hold any copyright in the interview. In the 1981 case of Falwell versus Penthouse, the Reverend Jerry Falwell gave an interview to two journalists who then, the journalist, sold that interview to Penthouse magazine. Falwell sued Penthouse for infringement of common law copyright, among other claims. In dismissing Falwell's copyright claim, the court said that Falwell cannot seriously contend that each of his responses in the published interview setting forth his ideas and opinions is a product of his intellectual labors, which should be recognized as a literary or even intellectual creation.
0: And then there's the more recent case of Taggart versus WMAQ Channel 5 Chicago.
1: That's right, Josh. In that case, a Chicago television station videotaped a prison interview with a convicted sex offender in connection with a report on the lax regulation of summer camps. Taggart alleged that he requested that the tapes not be used in any manner, obviously after the interview was done. And when WMAQ broadcast an excerpt, Taggart sued for copyright infringement and some other claims. In ruling on the station's motion to dismiss, the court held that Taggart did not have a copyright interest in the unprepared and spontaneous utterances he made during the interview, and they dismissed his copyright claim. The basis of this finding is the Copyright Act's lack of protection for ideas. While courts have recognized common law protection for the spoken word, according to the Taggart holding, courts have not and cannot recognize a proprietary interest where there is no tangible embodiment of the expression of an idea.
0: To qualify as an author under the Copyright Act, one must supply more than mere direction or ideas. According to the Supreme Court in Community for Creative Nonviolence versus Reed, an author is the party who actually creates the work. That is, the person who translates an idea into a fixed, tangible expression entitled to copyright protection.
1: That's right, Josh. And based on that, the court found that the responses given by Taggart are not an expression of an idea for the purpose of copyright law. And on a more practical level, the judge noted that the granting of protection for the answers to questions gathered in the daily task of the news reporter would essentially bring the industry, the news reporting industry, to a halt.
0: Woodward and his publisher argue that Trump's claim is meritless and that it will be vigorously defended. I am not so certain that at this point in time we can label Trump's claim as being completely meritless. I agree with you, Josh.
1: It's not completely clear what exactly was the scope of the permission or implied license that Trump granted Woodward. And while it's entirely clear to me that Trump can't sue Woodward for copyright infringement, a claim of breach of contract may lie. However, I think it's questionable, possibly even dubious, whether Trump has any copyright interest in the audio tapes. However, the Taggart case was decided in 2000. That's 23 years old. So it might be time for a new look at the analysis that that court engaged in when determining that Taggart had no copyright interest in his responses to the interview questions. I I doubt that, I doubt that There'll be a different result here, but uh, it may be beneficial for the court to engage in that analysis. If, however, it is found that Trump does have a copyright interest in his responses, the best he's gonna get is an accounting
0: claim. That seems right, Scott. This is definitely an interesting case and we'll have to keep an eye on it and report back. For sure, we will. Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for tuning into this installment
1: of the briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel. And if you're interested in more content like this, well, we've got over a hundred episodes for you to listen to or watch. And you can also visit us at theiplawblog.com.